0: step into the resistance of that action like there's when we're here and we want to be there there's always a tension in between there's a tension trying to pull you into it but there's also a tension that's trying to hold you back and i think the key the secret is to learn how to be okay in that tension
1: Hello, friends and family, and welcome back to another episode of the Dode Mode Podcast. My name is Dorian, and on today's show, I'm introducing my friend Aaron Lenahan, who is a personal coach and podcaster, and his goal is to help other young people move forward in their lives and get past all kinds of past traumas and move into things that they want to be doing with their lives. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, let's jump right in.
2: Welcome to the podcast, Aaron Linehan. Um, It's great to have you on.
0: Thank you, Dorian, man. I'm super grateful to be here. Very excited. This is actually my first podcast guest experience, even though I uh, host my own podcast and I've had guests on. I haven't been on one yet, so I'm excited, a little nervous, but excited, so
2: Totally, that's awesome. I love it. I'm super stoked. Um, let's get started with a a uh, little introduction on yourself. Tell me about tell me about life.
0: All right, so I'll just give you an idea of who I am. So my name is Aaron Lonahan. I am from the beautiful Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, I'm twenty-three years twenty three years old, and I am the host of the Conscious Man podcast. And I work with 20-year-olds as a mindset and transformational coach. That is kind of, kind of the short blurb of me. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Cool. So what, uh, what got you into, into the world of coaching?
0: <laughs> it's quite the story. <laughs>
2: Shoot, go for it. We got time, bro.
0: All right. So I wasn't always like this. I just want to point that out the personal development scheme, the all of this, it wasn't who I was. But I'll take you back a little bit so you can get an idea. So if you can imagine the type of kid in high school who was shy, quiet, turned beet red whenever he was put on the spot, that was me. So I'll just rewind the tape a little bit and bring you back to what started this whole journey for me. So go back quickly to like 2019 and I'm one year freshly out of high school. I'm working the same job that my dad's worked for the past 30 years. I'm dating the same girl that I've dated for the past four and a half years. I'm partying every weekend, getting basically as drunk as I can get, smoking as many cigarettes as I can afford to buy. (laughs) Life was comfortable, you know? So the thing is with this time in my life is that I had no confidence or self-worth from the outside. People often would think that I was really confident, but internally I was always very like insecure, struggled with anxiety. And quite frankly, I didn't even know it at the time. I didn't know that. I just thought it was something about me and it's just was who I was, who I was born as, and then it's just something I had to deal with. So as I mentioned, I was in a long-term relationship up to this point my entire sense of identity at this time was wrapped around this girl that I was dating we were high school sweethearts and I seen myself as like the guy who was with the hot girlfriend in school like that was that's all that I drove my sense of identity around <laughs> so we had our whole life planned out together, or at least I had my life planned out with her, down to our kids' names, where we, were, where we were gonna live, the dogs, the house, the whole shebang, everything. My life was just ready to ride it out into the sunset, and it was just a sweet, comfortable life. So we graduated high school. She was still figuring out her stuff, what she wanted to do with her life, but I decided that I was gonna go to college. And so we, we got this apartment together, got it lined up and we were finally about to move in together but this is kind of where things got a bit messy a few weeks before we moved out i was working my job i was a full-time forklift operator at this local tire factory around here and i just started this night shift and i was riding the forklift doing my my routine and my phone rang in my pocket it was her and I'm not supposed to be on my phone in the plant, but I like you know snuck and I was it out. Seeing her and I was like, oh, what's going on? So I pulled over, you know, answered, and she's crying, and she's apologizing, and she's freaking out, and I'm like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? And it ended up being that she told me that she cheated on me the weekend before at a music festival that I was actually supposed to be at, and this is when my whole world turned upside down everything that I had known and any sense of like self-worth or confidence that I thought that I might've had was stripped away from me at that moment. And that is because I was so wrapped up in having that identity around her of, she was like my whole world. She was my source of confidence, my source of ego. My ego was just completely, you know, twisted up in this relationship with her. So this is what sent me deep into a dark depression for about a year and a half. And is ultimately what led me into this personal development world. And the thing is, I was never angry at her. I was angry at myself for allowing myself to be the kind of guy that could be cheated on. I blame myself for everything. I thought where where she cheated on me, there must be something wrong with me, and I took the, on that belief and thought that if I ever want someone to love me again, that I need to fix myself. So, I still ended up moving out, going to college. However, I spent more time in college studying personal development stuff and like just devouring personal development content. Then I did studying what I went to school for, which was power engineering. I'd be watching YouTube video after YouTube video on things like how to be confident, how to talk to girls, how to be charismatic, and just essentially how to be normal. So this went on and on up until one evening when I was on the YouTube and this ad popped up and there was a guy that said something that just changed the course of my life ever since. And he said, you are not broken. He said that the focus on trying to fix yourself or to improve or heal your current reality is actually the problem. He said that the focus on trying to fix yourself actually causes more pain than it helps. And this was like, what? (laughs) Like, What are you talking about? I've just spent the last year and a half trying to fix everything about myself. What do you mean I'm not broken? So this was essentially my wake-up call. And it went against everything that I believed about myself. So to wrap this up, I ended up clicking on the ad. I fell in love with this work so much. It's called Magnetic Mind. And I ended up investing in becoming a certified coach through their certification So that I could teach this stuff to others because the pain that I experienced opened my eyes to how much other people are suffering in silence. Because I knew that I was in pain, but nobody else did. I was struggling deep down and I just, I always knew what anxiety was. And I, like I heard of this stuff, anxiety, depression, all this stuff, but I never actually experienced experienced it myself firsthand. So then me going through that gave me a new level of empathy for others that are going they're going through tough times that I never had before. So this is essentially why I've spent the past 3 years learning how to coach myself to be able to coach others. In hopes to inspire other people to realize that on the other side of their insecurities is the version of themselves that they aspire to be. So it's been a long, wild journey. I've completely reinvented myself over the past couple of years. And I also just want to point out the fact that there's no hard feelings towards this ex that cheated on me. In fact, we're actually good friends now. And I often thank her for doing that for me because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. At the time, it was hell. But in hindsight, it's I wouldn't be here without that. So I just have this one quote um, by Napoleon Hill that every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. I love and that. And that is kind of, yeah, that that's kind powerful. of what got me to hear, man. Got me to hear talking to you on the Dumb Mode podcast.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. OK, so I don't know if you've seen these. These memes and stuff, where they're like, it'll be like a guy at a baseball game, and he's just pointing his camera around, and he says, like, nobody here knows they're in the presence of a certified forklift driver. <laughs> and dude, I didn't know I was in the presence of a certified forklift driver. That's that's wild. I'm honored and privileged. Um, but going back into what you what you said a little bit. Um, you, you kind of alluded to the fact that now you come at your whole personal development in a much more, much more from a place of love and kind of raising the collective human experience, as I've heard you word it before. Um, and what's interesting to me about that is that a lot of things in our society, uh, like religion and school, and sometimes our own families can make us feel like we are broken and we need to be fixed and um, we're basically we're starting off bad and we have to get better and what you mentioned was the mindset change where you're not you're not broken you don't have to be fixed like that's so so powerful to realize that can you dive into that a little bit, how that changed and how that kind of changed your life when you realized that?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. I love that. Um, I think it is often well-intended from people, parents, teachers, uh, even a lot of coaches in the coaching space, like the well-intended gurus out there that are trying to help. But is it true that you could go your entire life trying to solve all of your problems and still not create what you want? So what I mean by that is if I think that I'm broken, if I think that I'm not worthy enough of having whatever I desire, whether it's money, fame, the relationship... The body, whatever. If I don't feel that I'm worthy of that, I'm going to try and find ways to fix myself before I can have that thing. I have an identity right now of someone who is not worthy of that thing. So that means maybe I will go try and read another book on how to do the thing, or I will take the course, or I will, you know, do whatever. I'll do the things. It's always in an act to fix yourself or to overcome something about yourself that you think is wrong but by always trying to focus on that problem you're basically bringing that problem onto yourself you're you're if you think of terms like manifestation you're manifesting that negative energy onto yourself
2: it's almost like when you're sick yeah and all you're thinking about is (laughs) I feel terrible. I'm so sick. I have to stay in bed. I'm miserable. I hate this. But then for some reason you go outside and maybe whatever happens, maybe a friend calls you on the phone and for the 15 minutes that you're talking on the phone, you forget that -hmm. you're miserable. You're not miserable at that time, right? You're totally focused not on the negative, but you're just focused on whatever you and your buddy are talking about on the phone mm-hmm. and then you know the phone call ends and you go back to thinking about how sick you are and then you start feeling <laughs> sick again that's yeah. kind of what it made me think of when you're saying that
0: yeah that um i'm actually it's funny you mentioned that because i'm reading a book right now by Joe Dispenza called the it's called you are the placebo basically i'm sure you've heard of the placebo effect of yeah. like giving someone a sugar pill and they their body because they think that the pill is going to help them, their body actually creates like a, um, that produces the chemicals to overcome whatever it is, and it's crazy. So he's essentially saying that you are the placebo, so that you can even think yourself. You can think yourself into negative. You can think yourself into positive. Our minds are so powerful, and for me, my experience of that is I grew up I've always had like chronic knee pain in my right knee it's always bothered me my dad had bad knees so I had bad knees and not that there isn't anything wrong with my knees but they were always in pain and then one day I went to my doctor and I got him to look at it they did x-rays did everything and they looked and they're like there's nothing wrong with your knee I'm like what do you mean like it, it's, it hurts like hell no there's nothing wrong with it and after that for as long like since then, no knee pain, knee pain gone. It's like, oh. <laughs> so it's just the fact that I was thinking that pain into reality it's I believed that I had knee problems, so my my mind, my body as a subconscious mind is going to keep retelling me that story. It's gonna keep making it true for me because that's my worldview, that's how I see it,
2: right and mm-hmm. i think a lot of that can go for like your mind or mental health as well i've noticed when i've been you know really bored or in between jobs or something and i don't have anything to do if i sit around all day and think about how bored i am and how depressing it is that i'm not doing anything it it's just it digs a hole deeper and deeper but if i go outside go for a bike ride go swimming or meet up with a buddy or do some rock climbing or something, it takes my head out of that that tunnel going deeper and deeper. And it lifts me up and just gets me out of that zone. So focusing on mm-hmm. that, that positive, I think, is, is huge. Absolutely. Um, and what you were saying before, too, about building the environment in your body for success, it made me think of that quote that you shared the other day. and. I might have it written down. I don't know. But do you have that still on hand by any chance? The millionaire one.
0: Oh, right here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like such a a sucker for like one-liners and quotes that I have like little sticky notes everywhere of like quotes. And yeah, uh, you cannot achieve a million unless you are a millionaire. I love that. Basically, yeah, yeah, like the difference between someone that makes a hundred thousand a year and someone that makes a million a year is the person that makes a million a year. A year believes that they can,
2: right? Yeah, that's awesome. the The day after we chatted, I went to Dollarama and bought a big stack of sticky notes.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: so I gotta start. I gotta start sticking those all over my walls. now
0: Yeah, someone will come over and be like, "Oh, let's go visit Dorian. Oh, what's going on? He's going crazy." <laughs>
2: totally. Totally. Yeah. Cool. So, can you talk me through, like? your experience working with coaches, how has that helped you? And like, what would you say to someone who's looking to get into this world? Is reading books enough? Uh, I'm listening to podcasts. Is that going to set someone on their journey good enough? Or do you recommend getting in touch with uh, a coach of some sort?
0: Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Great question. I think that the books, the YouTube videos, the podcast, it's a great start, but I believe that you can only get so far by yourself because you need somebody to be able to show you your blind spots, to be able to hold up a mirror in your face and essentially call you out on your bullshit. <laughs> because when you're in it, you're so center focused that you can't see what's going on outside of you like I said you have blind spots my mentor Jake says that you can't read the label from inside the box you need someone from the outside to be able to point out this stuff for you and aside from that is just the the part of accountability too of having someone other than yourself that you are holding yourself accountable to because we all know that we are terrible at saying you're going to do something and then not doing it and then, just sweeping under the rug and saying oh I'll get it next month or next new year's resolution I'll do it again so having that person who you get in touch with every week and being like okay Aaron you had this goal of doing this thing you said you were gonna do this even if it's as simple as right now one thing I keep trying to do is I'm tracking my calories because I'm trying to you know tone up and get in better shape I'm training for a marathon soon so It's one big thing that I've been focusing on lately is track my calories every day. And it's not that it's a hard thing to do, but it's just a tedious task that I I like to just, it's so comfortable not to do. And that's one thing. It's like, if I have a coach that is helping me with that each week, it's like, okay, Aaron, like, did you track your calories this week? Well, you know what? Now I didn't. Okay, then. And then it's why? How come? What did you do? besides tracking your calories. And the idea for the coach is to be able to, as I said, point out the blind spots, help you see the reasons why you're not doing something, but beyond just that I didn't want to. Because there's always something beneath the surface. The pattern always reveals the problem. When you keep having this pattern of avoidance and avoidance and avoidance, there is something deep within yourself that is preventing you from doing that. And a coach, that's what we are trained to do is to help bring that forth, bring it in front of you so that you can see it. And now we can take the action to move beyond it. Whereas the difference between that and therapy is like, I'm not dissing therapy. I'm not putting therapy down. I went to therapy myself and I think it's great. I think therapy is good from, good for bringing you from a low, bringing you up to neutral, and I believe coaching is the taking you from neutral and going beyond.
2: Cool. Yeah, one thing you were saying there was making me think of uh, when someone has a, a task or something that they for some reason didn't do, they'll say, "Oh, I didn't have time," right? And something I learned from my dad growing up was that we all have the same amount of time, right? <laughs> unless mm-hmm. unless someone's out there getting something special. Um, we all have 24 hours in a day. And so you can't really say, I didn't have time. It was just, I didn't prioritize that, right? I didn't Absolutely. make that part of my day because we all have 24 hours. So um, another thing about accountability, too, is... I'll use myself as an example. I'm doing a, this little push-up challenge with a few friends where we're doing a hundred push-ups a day, uh, for a hundred days. Just, wow. just because it's great. And so I text my friend every day when I've done my push-ups and he's not, he's not on my back about it. He's not, he doesn't care if I do it or not. Um, but even just the fact that I'm checking in with him, it, it's like my own, I'm putting some pressure on myself sort of because there's someone else involved, Mm -hmm. right? Where if I was maybe doing my own push-up challenge, there's no one going to say anything. If I just skip tonight, oh, I'm feeling tired. I won't do it. But even though he's not on my back about it, he's not making me do it. Being involved with someone, I don't want to let him down. I don't want to, I don't want to lose the challenge whatever it's it's cool it just it's another little piece of motivation you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's, it's uh much easier to stay motivated when you have that other person i agree completely totally um
2: so tell me about like what are you working on these days what's uh what's going on in the aaron lenehan world
0: <laughs> thanks for asking so Right now, a big thing that I'm working on is, as I've kind of said, is the past three years, I've been coaching myself, essentially. I've been learning how to coach others, but it's more of a, a journey of introspection for myself, of becoming a coach myself, like embodying the coach, doing the things that I say that I'm going to do, and leading by example, essentially. So... The past few months, I've invested in numerous coaches myself to get me going now that I feel ready to work with others. And so one thing that I'm doing for the New Year's is I'm running a group program for 20-year-olds who feel, essentially who feel how I felt in the past of just overwhelmed, a lack of direction and clarity on what they want and lacking that feeling of purpose of where they're going. So I'm, I'm starting a program called Unleash the Hero Within, and it's a 10-week program where we just dive deep into creating a vision for where we wanna go, understanding the values that we need in order to step into the person that we wanna be to realize those goals. And then moving forward for 10 weeks and I'm super excited. It's going to be great. I've got a couple of guys lined up ready to go and there's only a few spots left. So whoever's up there listening, if, if you, uh, if you're tired of not hitting your new year's resolutions and you want that accountability, you want to step into that higher version of yourself, this could be for you.
2: That's awesome. Um, I think, this can be a tough stage of life for a lot of a lot of young people out of high school no one's telling you what to do anymore and there's so many options there's mm. we see you know we see all the billionaires out there we see these <laughs> alleged 15-year-old millionaires on youtube and stuff yeah and we all we want to get there but we don't know how to get there or Are these all just pyramid schemes, or like, am I wasting my life by by not doing this, or am I wasting it by chasing this dream that doesn't actually exist? Right. So Mm -hmm. having that community and direction and accountability to work on some of your own goals, I think, is huge. So that's awesome. Um, Have you? Have you built much of a community around yourself that builds you up because um, one of the things i've noticed is that you the people around you will build you up or tear you down like it's not to say mm-hmm. you can't go big places on your own but building a community that wants you to go there is yeah a huge part of it it will it will help you so much so like how have you dealt with that how have you surrounded yourself with those people?
0: Yeah, that's another good question. So I agree totally. Um, There's a thing people talk about that you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. You probably have heard that before. And I truly think that that is true. And the friends that I used to surround myself with and used to hang out with God love him, I love him to death, still my like my great friends, but we just aren't on the same trajectory, the same path, and so I've had to learn to distance myself from these people, and it's been tough, it's been hard, because it's like a shedding of my own identity, my own ego also, that I have wrapped up in these relationships with these people. And that is more around just like the party scene and the drinking and drugs and smoking and all of that. Because I, I guess I realized that's just not, that doesn't serve my higher purpose. So to kind of answer your question more of how I found that community, was discovering what I wanted, where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be, and then by me stepping into this person whether it might sound woo-woo-ish you know but I feel like the right people have been coming into my life at the right time I think it's like an energetic thing of me stepping into like a new level of consciousness a new energy and I'm just starting to it's not that they weren't there I'm just starting to notice them more and they're noticing me because we're starting to we're on the same playing field now. So Alex Ramosi talks about this a lot of kind of the, the painful stage of not quite being where you want to be and like the person that you want to be, but being further along than where you were and having friends in like both. It's like, you're not far enough along to be friends with the people that you want to be friends with but you don't want to be friends with people that you were friends with because whatever. So now you're kind of in this stage in the middle where you kind of, he calls it the lonely stage where you feel like you're kind of shifting out of your old identity into a new identity and trying to find your tribe, trying to find your people that match that energy, that match the goals that you have and the vision that you have and that want to support you moving forward. So I find just recently I've been, Finding that for myself, and it's been an absolute game changer.
2: Interesting, yeah. I guess that would probably be why uh, why Duke got along really well. Duke, my brother, got along really, really well with you because you guys were just probably vibing at a similar
0: mm-hmm. frequency,
2: right? Um, my mom has talked about this before: how um, to love someone unconditionally. You have to uh, be willing to attend all the funerals of who they used to be. So, um, as as someone is growing, the old version of them is dying, right? So a lot of a lot of us have a community built around a part of us that we're essentially trying to kill off and get rid of, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So.
2: I don't know. That's just an interesting thing. You, you'll have maybe some people who are okay with attending those funerals and growing with you. And then some people aren't going to like the new you, right? And you, you got to move on and they're going to try and bring you back down to where, Mm -hmm. where you were to the old you, but that you is dead. So, so you got to keep moving, right?
0: That's awesome. I think, I think that is one thing that like prior to social media, prior to this internet age that's kind of connected the whole world together. I think this is one thing that's held people back for for eons, is you know, you you grow up in your community, you only know what's within your community, you only know the same people, you see the same faces, and that leads you to become essentially a mere image of everybody that's around you. And whereas it's different now, is we can we see these kids in dubai with driving bugattis i'm not saying that's like what you should strive for but you get to see that stuff you get to see people in the world who are doing things that you want to be doing that are pursuing lives that are passionate and purposeful and it's like no one around me is doing this kind of thing but i'm connected with like right now i'm connected with people all over the world which is really fascinating like people in thailand bali uh Britain, Ireland, just Australia, everywhere. Like I talk to all these people that are on the same path. So like, you know, one day I, I I picture meeting up with all of these people, you know, traveling and stuff. But for now it's just like an internet connection that we have. And we get to resonate on the same frequencies and talk and both the same things and grow it together, even though we're not even in physical contact with each other at all. So it's really, really interesting. And I love what you said about what your mom said too. those That's really cool. Like attending the funerals.
2: Yeah, totally. It is, uh, it is powerful. Like right now we're on opposite sides of the country and we're just just having a good old time. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome, dude. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on was the whole courses thing. A lot of people look at, look at this from the outside and it looks like a, pyramid scheme, you know, you have all these, all these guys making courses and selling books and telling you how to get rich quick and all this stuff. And they're making, they're getting rich off you, hoping you'll get rich, essentially. Mm -hmm. What would you, like, what would you say is some of the value you've gained? Or maybe have you ever had a bad experience with a coach? Or like, how would you kind of address the idea that people are scared it's going to be pyramid scheme of some sort because that probably Mm -hmm. I'm sure that exists on many levels but have you have you ever encountered that or have you had mostly good experiences tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit about that
0: yeah I have 100% encountered it I mean I have people in my dms every day talking like tell me how they can get me to 30k per month it was just changing and tweaking a few things and follow this lead generation strategy that I have follow this email marketing thing that I have and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that's not a thing and that's not out there. It is. And I'm, you know, I'm a target of it myself, especially a new upcoming coach. All these gurus are now coming in in my DMs of, oh, man, like, I got the solution for you. I've done it. I've walked the trail. Follow me. I think that, at least for myself, my experience of just having a conversation with somebody like as in a coach or a mentor having conversation with them and being able to talk to them I think you'll be able to tell pretty quickly to be able to like sniff out between the people that are well intended who are actually can provide value and help you compared to the people that just want your money and haven't done it and I guess the thing is you can like people can make their Instagram look pretty flawless you know rented Lamborghini do these things But if you listen to somebody long enough, I think you can really tell somebody who's authentic. And if that person is where you want to be, if they've achieved the thing that you want to achieve, to me, that is just like hopping in a Ferrari and just driving it into fifth gear and just driving down the hot, like getting there faster, right? If, If it took them 10 years to get where they are, and like, do you want to spend the next 10 years making those same mistakes? Or do you want their guidance of helping you navigate through the things, through the challenges and get there quicker? To me, it's a no-brainer. And if you were to know how much I've invested in coaches, you, <laughs> you'd probably laugh. But to me, it's just like, you know, you can make money back, but you can't make this time back. This The time, the experience that you were going to go through of trying to become this person trying to do the things you can't buy that back so for me coaches mentors it's a no-brainer but as you said it also comes back to what i was saying before of are you hire are you hiring a coach to try and fix yourself are you hiring a coach to try and have a solution to a problem to create the solution to create the person that because there's a it's such a subtle difference between trying to problem-solve and trying to create, right. if that makes sense.
2: Right. Um, yeah, what you touched on there with the like, rent-a-Ferrari thing. It's funny. Yesterday, <laughs> I I did a test drive in a Tesla, and it was sweet. I was just ripping down the highway. like Those things, I don't know. Everyone feels differently about electric cars and stuff. Yeah. But they are so quick. Like
0: Yeah. Just instant anyways.
2: Yeah, exactly. So like taking a picture or video, like I could flex as whatever this guy with brand new Tesla and stuff. But we live in kind of an age of fake wealth where everyone is posting posting their fifty dollar breakfast and like their newest outfit. And you'll you'll go to the mall. All these people are dressed up in all this designer stuff and pretending to be something that they're really not. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, So to kind of filter that out of um, figuring out, who do I want to be like? Do I want to be like this guy who he's posing on a lot of different cars, but I don't think he actually owns those cars or whatever. Or do do I want to be like this guy who's totally just, hustling and i don't know it's an interesting
0: uh yeah interesting i'd also thing. add in why do you want to follow this person right because a lot of the people out there that are making the billions that are driving the Lamb- lambos even if they made the money and did the thing just because it looks flawless and looks happy and great on the outside doesn't mean that it's an, not an internal hell for the person like, you, they can hide that pretty well. So I think it really comes down to really asking yourself and really figuring out how you want to live your life more than the things that you want from your life. Like, do you want, at least for me, I want to come to a place of peace within myself, to be okay with myself and just be proud of who I am and base my self-worth off of the effort that I'm putting in compared to like my external results and the, the the money that I have or the cars that I own, whatever. So I think there's a difference between I want the car to feel, feel validated or I just wanna feel validated and then maybe get the car. So right. I think it's a difference between how you wanna do it. And that brings us back in a
2: cool circle to what you were saying at the beginning uh of being you have to be a millionaire before you have a million dollars you have to live that lifestyle before you can get that life you know so yeah like are you sitting around all day on the couch just wishing you could be in a mansion like that does that mansion deserve you almost it's like are you are you attracting that mansion into your life if all you're doing is sitting around on the couch? Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a concept. Um in the course I took they call it they say be it to see it. You have to be it first, to see the result or see the person. So another one is be do have. Be the person, do the things, have the results. And a great internal compass i guess if you wanted to i guess coach yourself along this journey a great question to continue to ask yourself is what would this person do like if you want to be a millionaire and you are doing like you're sitting on the coach like yourself and you don't know what to do what would a millionaire do well a millionaire probably wouldn't be sitting on the coach with cheeto dust in their belly button watching the rerun of the simpsons you know so what would a millionaire do and if it's not a millionaire what would Someone who's confident in themselves. What is someone who, who just someone who, I don't know, loves life. What would someone who loves life do right now? And I guess you just, you just vary that compared to like what goal, what outcome you want to have. And then just ask yourself, what would this person do in this instance? And then just go do that. And you're going to, by taking that action, you're going to get some kind of feedback, some kind of, you're going to learn something and then you can adjust and then you can take a new action a new um do you know Tom Billio do you ever listen to his stuff
2: I know the name
0: I- okay so he has a podcast called impact theory and he calls it his
2: I've heard of that yeah
0: yeah so he calls it um oh what is it physics of success his physics of success basically is a recipe a formula to be successful basically to get off your ass and is to one form a hypothesis of how to move forward how to move towards your goals two take action on the hypothesis three learn to some degree what went wrong or how you could have done it better four is course correct adjust and go back to step one of make a new hypothesis and take action adjust learn hypothesis and it's just like You keep doing that over and over and over and over and over again, and even if you start moving in the wrong direction, you're going to start to realize that that's not where you want to be. And then it's like, okay, I'm here. Now I can see that I kind of, you know, like it's like you go down, you you achieve the million that you thought was going to make your life happy and fulfilled. You achieve the million and it's like, damn, this is not actually what I wanted. In reality, I wanted peace and security in my life. And it's like, okay, well, now what can I do? And then you kind of course correct, and you go and you go this way for a little bit, and that I think is at least you're moving, at least you're becoming the person rather than sitting and dreaming and thinking about it.
2: Right, and that goes back to what we were talking about about um, those funerals of your old self, right? Mm. Reinventing yourself constantly, becoming the new person. Because I know for myself, it's so easy to say, well. If I had a billion dollars, I would be getting up early and jumping in the ice baths and mm-hmm. doing all this great stuff with my life. But if I can't do that now with whatever I have, yeah. what's going to change when I do have it? And this brings us back yeah. to the... Uh, the lottery. Lottery, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, that People get this large sum of money and they use it the same way they most people tend to use it the same way that they use their own small amount of money before Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and then within however much time it's gone again right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's all down to like a identity level of in your former self say like or at least okay so your current self You don't think that you are worthy of having a lot of money. You don't think that you are good enough to have nice things. You don't think that you're capable of achieving this kind of money. Like you have these internal negative beliefs about yourself or just that's how we internalize it.
2: And yeah. And to, to expand on that a little bit, that would be mostly subconscious because yes, most of us are out here thinking, well, I totally deserve a million dollars. I, I'm as deserving as the next guy. Right?
0: Yeah. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. So I love that you said that. So none of this is conscious. None of this is, no one's going around saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. It's all subconscious. Right. And the thing is you can tell yourself, you can look in the mirror and scream, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. But your actions tell a different story. So your subconscious mind is it's it. You tell yourself that you're worthy. But then you don't take the actions of a worthy person, and your subconscious is gonna pick up on that, and it's 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 gonna say, oh, like you're lying to yourself. Like it's not gonna believe you. It's not gonna believe that you are a worthy person. And anyway, so internally, subconsciously, we'll have these beliefs that we are unworthy of it. So then you go ahead and you win the lottery, and now you're a millionaire. Well. If you were to be a millionaire, what would you have to believe about yourself? Or what would you think that you'd have to believe about yourself? Then you'd think that you are worthy. So you think that you're worthy, but subconsciously you're not. Or you don't, you know, so there's that conflict and identity where your subconscious will throw up self-sabotaging thoughts and all this negative emotion and your old spending habits because you haven't changed internally first. So that's why people will go and they'll splurge and they'll blow all their money and get rid of it. And often they even end up in worse spots than they were before they won the money, which is, is fascinating. But,
2: Right. And it takes so much, so much energy on the conscious level to get your subconscious to change because I, I don't know if there's an actual number for it, but a huge majority of what we do is governed by our subconscious right and it takes a lot of time of consciously changing how you think and experience the world to start to kind of um, change your your subconscious in a way right that's why people talk about doing the um like saying positive stuff in the mirror every morning and yeah talking to yourself or whatever Um,
0: yeah and that's just good but it doesn't It doesn't help at surface level.
2: Right. Talk a little
0: bit about that. So the number that you said, at least what I read, I mean, it's no scientific exact number, but the number that I keep reading is 95% of our programming is subconscious. So if you think of a river flowing and you get 95% of this potential flowing downhill and you try and be the 5% walking up into it, walking uphill into this river, you're not going to get very far. You're going to get swept away. So no matter how hard we try and look in the mirror and tell ourselves that we're worthy and we're capable and we're good enough subconsciously is just going to keep overpowering and overpowering. And that pattern is going to keep repeating itself over and over and over again. So if anyone wants to get really into this, a great book is uh, breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He'll explain it way better than I can, <laughs> but, um, Essentially, he talks about how we have a habit of being ourself. And when we think certain ways, when we think certain ways, it's going to influence our feelings. And then when we begin to feel certain feelings, then our feelings influence our thinking. And this is when we get in these loops of thinking, feeling, feeling, and then thinking, and we just get in a habit of being ourselves. That's just a very, very quick explanation of kind of, what he talks about but it's just it is hard it is hard to shift and it's not something that happens overnight and what has helped me the most is NLP it's neuro-linguistic programming it is what I've been taught and what I teach and take people through which is essentially closed eye guided meditations that work at like a subconscious level it's guiding you into a deep relaxation state and then it's it's in a sense almost hypnotic language to teach your subconscious a different way of seeing a belief or a view of the world
2: right so there's that that side of kind of the meditation and the um Whatever you want to call that i don't I don't know if there's a better term, but then there's also the action side of it, right? Yes, um, yeah, people want to just manifest all this stuff and yeah. uh, and they're not willing to put in the time.
0: yeah, Make I think time. that's that's even the biggest one i and I yeah, I didn't even mention that is yes, you can do all the meditating and yes, you can do all the stuff, but if you're not taking the action, and a lot of people think that you need to feel ready take the action it's like oh but i haven't read enough books and i haven't done it enough you have you have to step into the resistance of that action like there's when we're here and we want to be there there's always a tension in between there's a tension trying to pull you into it but there's also a tension that's trying to hold you back and i think the key the secret is to learn how to Be okay in that tension. Be okay in the struggle. Understand that it's okay that it sucks. It's okay that it is uncomfortable. And it's okay that you feel like you're going nowhere. Because by taking that action, by virtue of taking that action, you are still moving forward, which always overpowers sitting still and waiting for the next move. Always, in my opinion.
2: Right. And to put that into kind of a, I don't know, to visualize that a little bit, we could say we're climbing, we're hiking this mountain. I love hiking, right? So we're hiking and we've been going at this an hour and there's it's still looming over us. There's so much left to go. And it, it's kind of, you know, it's a little depressing. We want We want to get to the top of this mountain. But then you turn around and you look, you've come an hour's way up the mountain you're a thousand feet higher than you were an hour ago mm. there's a beautiful view and sometimes the view is not great you're in a in a little gully or something so you know there's there's ups and downs but that whole journey like once you get to the top of the mountain what do you do now you look around take a picture but you're there the journey's over and there, then you have to find a new journey, a bigger mountain to climb, right? So Mm -hmm. the journey is such a huge part of anything that we do in our life that's meaningful, right?
0: Yeah. I think it's not even so much the journey, it's the the who we become in the journey. Right. Like like in your little example there of climbing that mountain, getting to the top, before you got to that top, you didn't think that you could get to that point. Now you're at the point, now you can see the next, now you're able to look over the valley and you can see the next mountain and you can see the next tall point that you want to reach to. And now you have that confidence, you know, if I can get this high, I can probably get that high. And if I can get that high, then maybe I can get even higher than that. And maybe I can keep going. And it's that little tweaking and little tweaking and little course correction and adjustments along the way, like you said. And one thing I, I heard in a podcast recently was someone was talking about if you were to drive down a seemingly straight road for one kilometer. The tiny little adjustments of the wheel, I guess apparently you make on average about a thousand little micro adjustments without even thinking of it. So I think imagine if you didn't have that. You would drive, you'd get about five yards and you would you're, you know, maybe not five yards, that's under but like you know what I mean, you'd be off the road pretty quick if you didn't if you didn't steer your car. So that's the idea of just going forward and just making the little adjustments as you go. A little adjustments as you go. And a thousand little course corrections later, you're, you're a kilometer down the road. And it's like, well, there we go. If I can make it this kilometer, might as well keep going the next kilometer.
2: That's awesome. Cool. All right. As we get ready to wrap things up here, can you just tell me a little bit, jump into your, your new project coming up um, that you're still filling a few spots. Um, if anyone is listening to this, what could they hope to gain from that if they if they signed up and got in touch with you
0: awesome so as i said like if i guess if you're not seeing this i'm wearing a hoodie be your hero so i just have a belief that everyone holds the potential to become their own hero i believe that we all carry that potential and so i'm naming this course unleash the hero within And it is for people in their 20s, young people who have drive, who have ambition, who know that they want to do more, but kind of feel overwhelmed because there's so much choice, there's so much options. What do I do? Where do I go? What's the next step? So this course is for people who want to create a vision for themselves, start taking action on that vision. And have that like-minded community of people to fall upon, to to ask for help, to just have for the accountability part too, right? When you're in this group and you see this guy's going for it and this guy's going for it and this guy's going for it, well, like, well heck, I might as well go for it too, right? And involved in that is also what I was explaining before briefly is like the NLP part of it. NLP is a big big part of my life now and I'm excited to take other people through it. And I've had really good experience taking people through it so far. And that is the the guided meditation. So every session would be some form of NLP Do help us as we move along, as we move along this journey of like stepping into that vision that we have, the NLP is there to help remove the resistance along the way. Because it's inevitable once you start growing and stepping into a higher version and improving yourself, there's gonna be that old ego, old identity, as you said, the part that's dying off. The ego doesn't want to die. So there's gonna be resistance no matter what. There's going to be pain. There's gonna be a little bit of resistance. The NLP is to help basically soothe that, remove that part, strip that part away, and move forward with greater ease. So that essentially is the course. And I just want to come out and also say that I'm not the guy that's claiming to be the guru. I'm not the guy that's flexing my stuff on Instagram that's whatever. I'm walking the walk. I'm doing this stuff with you. I have huge goals and I'm just going for it. And so what I want is just a group of like-minded people like fighting like elbow to elbow in the trenches, you know, like we're like a band of brothers moving forward together, attacking these challenges that we have come up along the way and doing it like that rather than me standing on top of the mountain and being like do this and do that and do this i'm never going to tell you what to do i'm just going to help hopefully guide you along your way of introspection and overcome this overwhelm while you move into this new version of yourself
2: i love that boom (laughs) boom (laughs) (laughs) awesome Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Yes, it was an absolute honor and a
2: pleasure again.
0: Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you.
2: Peace and love. We'll chat with you soon. All right. Bye for now.
1: Thank you guys again for tuning into the show. I had a great chat with Aaron, and I hope you maybe learned something or picked up an idea as we talked. Aaron is the host of the Conscious Man podcast, which I hugely recommend. He drops Nuggets of Wisdom every Thursday. Um, Otherwise, I want to say a big thank you to Aaron for coming on the show, as well as, of course, thanks to my brother Duke for the sweet music on this track. And again, thanks to you guys for tuning in. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas, and I will see you again in the new year. Also, I'm super stoked that we're on all these other streaming platforms now. So hopefully you can listen on your preferred platform. Anyways, thanks again, guys. I love you all. Peace and love. Bye.